Welcome to this week's episode of Tour Pass Podcast. I am Harmon. Dante is here as well. Dante, how you doing? I'm all right. Uh, I'm doing great. I hope everyone had a good turkey day. Um, and I hope that uh, everyone's healthy and shit and didn't meet up with all their fucking grandparents and, you know, spread a bunch of I personally around. did not. Um, but yeah, neither did I. I was with my parents, who I see all yeah. the time. So anyway, sorry, sorry we didn't have an episode yeah. last week. We had some scheduling and technical difficulties and everything and kind of just decided to take the week off and enjoy the holiday, I guess. It kind of worked out perfectly. It was a perfect excuse yeah, to so take a week off. Here we are. We're back. But here we are. Episode, th- episode 35. Uh, we have a cop as our guest. Kind of. Um, kind of. Well, he's kind of a cop or kind yeah, of our guest? Uh, I'll do Okay. It's kind of a cop. Uh, he's definitely <laughs> our guy. Jackson Bradford, Officer Bradford, a mass intruder. Got a great interview with him. Um, our socials, socials be though, on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Torpass Podcast. Or you can email us, torpasspodcast at gmail.com. And always, if you happen to have the Anchor app, which I don't think a lot of you do, you can send us a voice message. <laughs> hey, you know, it's fun. We've been having issues with Anchor, so it's not the best app. I'll don't, say it dude, they're laugh. listening. It's going to get okay. worse now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. anyway, uh, get into this. Let's all survive December. We got one month left of this fucking shitty year, and uh, let's hope, hope for better things. I don't know why there I'm bringing go. that up right Here now. Here we are. But, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well, here's Here we our are. interview with Jackson Bradford. Officer Bradford. Officer Bradford. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, we have Jackson Bradford, aka Officer Bradford. What's up, about? dudes? Yeah, we uh, we always kind of ask this question, man. Like, what is life like in this COVID non-touring world for you? Uh, it's definitely the opposite of anything it's ever been for me before. I'm usually I'm more used to like work, work, work every day, either touring or bartending. I'm doing neither of those right now, so yeah. just living life, hanging out. Uh, I have two personal trainers, and right on. Yeah, why do you need? What do you need? What do you need two? Uh, one is indoors <laughs> and one is outdoors. Oh, sick! Yeah, can you do, like? Okay, so uh, I don't I don't know if the world knows this. You're from Milwaukee, yeah. correct? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of many yeah. bars. <laughs> they got a few of them. Yeah. Um, how often, like, can, like is the is the outdoor trainer like? Is, do you have like a deadline? It's like, well, it's too fucking cold. This sucks. Uh, no, we're both pretty game. Like, <clears throat> he's a dude that is from the world of bands and stuff as well. So. He uh he's like slept on some floors in his life, as I have. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're pretty game to do stuff outside like all year. Nice, fuck yeah. It, is it is it that bad yet? Like, is it is it that cold up there? No, yet? it's like scary mild. Like, uh, 
you can walk outside in a t-shirt a few days a week still, which is like, oh man, the world is definitely ending. <laughs> it should yeah. be really cold by now. Dude, fucking, yeah. I, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that like so cold for most of the year. I don't, I don't know how y'all do it. it gets but you know what? Because what? What? I missed a cutout. You said it gets something. Oh, it gets brutal. Like, it gets super yeah. cold. Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's get, um, let's go to the start of things. How'd you, how'd you, um, uh, start touring? And, like, I don't know, for those that don't know you or what you do, like, how would you describe your job with the current band uh, that you're in? My job is to be an idiot stripper cop that parties <laughs> on stage and not much else. Uh, yeah, I, I. You were in bands before Mass Intruder. Yeah, I used to play in bands. Uh, I was the founding bass player of Direct Hit. Um, oh shit! Like early, I know that. And then, I bartended in Madison at this uh, bear bar, like Harry, big Harry guys. Right on. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I would bartend in a jockstrap. And the dudes in Mass Intruder, they play it across the street at a venue a lot, and they would come in for shots. And they were like, man, we should bring that jockstrap guy on tour and have him sell merch dressed as a cop. And I was like, yeah, that's dumb and funny. I'll do that. And then <laughs> I showed up for the first day of tour and got in the van, and they're like, all right, Jackson, welcome. Uh, this is Dave, our merch guy. And I was like, what? isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? What am I doing on this tour? And they're like, ah, get on stage and just do something. We'll figure it out. So it was very like made up on the fly from the get go. So you, you didn't know those dudes from, from direct hit <clears throat> any like band stuff all before. That? Um, yeah, we, we had played together when I played in direct hit also, but they got to know okay. me more for sure by, uh, my bare ass pouring shots for them. <laughs> That's rad. Um, yeah, man. Fucking, what, what, what year was that? I don't even like how long has Mass Intruder been around? Uh, Mass Intruder has been around since like 2010, I want to say. And yeah, I've I first toured with them in 2012. So they, yeah. they were and it was um, always the same type of, for me being involved. It was always the same the same gimmick of like being criminals and wearing masks. Yeah. And that they, did, yeah. they just didn't have a foil at the beginning. It was just them being criminals. Yeah. And now did you always have the mustache or was that like added to be part of the character? Um I I have usually in my life had some kind of facial hair. So I had a a full beard when I worked at the bear bar and I just shaved it into a mustache to tour. All right. Well, if you hate having a mustache or having facial hair, now's the time to not do it. Right. I'm, I've got some time <laughs> off right now. I, I could have a bare upper lip for maybe the first time in like a decade. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Sal Ellington out of Boston, you know that dude? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so we had him on and, and I was like, man, like, you know, your selfies, you're always like posing nude and shit. Like, and he was like, I'm actually like kind of like a shy dude. And like, I was growing up and like, I, you, you know, like it, he said it was very like against the grain. Would you say that like doing uh, officer Bradford stuff is like naturally kind of what you've always done? Like, I don't know. It, it for sure. You know I, mean? I have definitely always been the guy that like, uh, takes my pants off or, my shirt off or whatever to like break the tension of something but it (laughs) it comes from the place of like being introverted at heart i think i think i'm a very extroverted introvert and i overcome that with just being extreme like oh that that guy seems shy right and then boom he's in a jock strap on top of a bar yeah Fuck yeah. So, is there any, have you ever been like, uh, while you're doing this, like awkwardly grabbed? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely get grabbed all I'm the time. Sure. Because, yeah, we, we've told this story on here before, but one time when I was like the Evo Kid, we were in Italy and I jumped in the crowd, like just wearing like boxer briefs and the Evo Kid head. And the, old, the only thing they were trying to do was like rip the boxer briefs off of me. So I was just like holding on to them for dear life <laughs> while like my pale ass is like being exposed on a beach in Italy. Yeah. Uh, they, people definitely grab for sure. Uh, yeah. I have taken to just kind of going with it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have fallen out for sure. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, how, how so? What do you mean? Like, uh, I, I have been exposed fully. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like I had like a falling out. Like I had like a fucking breakdown had, of like I had a falling out with the functionality of my garments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm fucking uh, But um, yeah, you know, we're all bodies. It's It's fine. Yeah. That said, uh, for anyone who is ever going to be part of an audience, uh, you know, performers need consent to you. Don't just grab people. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And like, the, the, you, you, we, we don't have to fucking, I mean, not like we're ever going to be doing this for a while, but like, yeah, it's so fucking lame. Also, obviously, when people like grope girls that are crowd Yeah. That's the totally. closest thing. Don't. Don't even go to shows if you're even going to consider doing yeah. that. But yeah, fucking um, yeah, man. So you guys have been around a lot all over the world. Where is like kind of the? I don't know. We talk about Japan a lot. Is like where where do they eat it up the most? I'm assuming. Uh, Japan. Yeah, Japan was wild. Like that's definitely the biggest crowd we've ever played to. Which that was the punk. It was thing. Uh, Japan was um, the Fat Twenty Five reunion and uh so people weren't there just for us obviously we were like second out of the 12 bands or whatever um but that's the most amount of people we've played to everyone warned us ahead of time that it would be kind of awkward that uh japanese audiences just stand still and then applaud after you're done like they take the performance in very intensely and mm-hmm. so that's what we were expecting. And then we play and they're like going nuts and crowd surfing. And it was a crazy crowd, like one of the craziest I've ever seen. 
So it definitely oh, yeah. blew our expectations of it, what we were going into. Yeah. I, yeah, I, the like craziest. Um, I've never, neither me or Harmon have ever been to Japan, but the craziest video I saw was like a Wilhelm scream show in Japan, and some dude literally did a backflip like over Nuno. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, it, it just it looked like it was out of a movie. Awesome. I'm like, that doesn't real. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna fucking say? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, some of the other dudes in the band I've talked to, and it's like it's hard being in a country that's like, it's hard touring and like remaining anonymous in countries that are like not English speaking or, or even if they, like, if you're in the UK, like, it's like, Oh yeah, well you're obviously the dude in the band because you're American. <laughs> yeah. The one American person. Or, like, not, yeah. I don't super have to worry about that. Cause I, I am very recognizable. <laughs> like I, I show yeah. my face. Uh, so I, I'm very forward facing, like everyone can find me and talk to me. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely been harder for some other guys. Yeah. I really, I mean, I, it, it's, let's just get down to brass tacks here. They're like, uh, who are the dudes in Mass Intruder by name? If you can uh, do that on, on it the is Mikey Erg, <laughs> Mikey Erg, uh, Mikey Erg, and then the drummer is Mikey Erg. I knew it this whole time. <laughs> Sorry to blow it. Sorry to yeah, blow let's, it, y'all. Let's, let's, yeah. Well, we did it. We exposed them finally. <clears throat> um. Yeah, dude. Uh, you got anything, Harmon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just still cracking up. We did it finally. We exposed them. Like just how enthusiastically yeah. you said that. You pat yourself on the back. You got it out of me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a- we say it's about touring, but really it's investigative journalism <laughs> here on Tour Pass Podcast. Just trying to get to like uh, the deep information of the deep state of punk rock. I, have you heard any uh, good juicy rumors or gossip about anybody else? I'm out of the loop. Huh? Harmon has this theory of the Warp Tour elite, <laughs> which is like <laughs> lay it on like- me. I don't know. How would you describe it, Harmon? Uh, okay, what was the Warp Tour Elite? Okay, yeah, the Warp Tour Elite is, well, yeah, they control the whole world and they control what bands get a push and what bands do not get a push, and, and who gets catering and, and delivered. Yeah, who to gets them? catering delivered to them, yeah. and uh, who and who gets free T-shirts. And I feel I feel like there was more to it, but it was just like yeah, a running joke of every time anything would happen, just, oh, that's the warp tour elite. And who gets uh, venue socks? Venue socks, free oh, yeah. va- free van shoes. Like it's all part of the warp tour elite. I'm like, but no, that's, I that's miss a... venue socks. I like every time I do laundry, I feel like I have less pairs of socks. I'm like, man, where I got to get back to like Irving Plaza, get a nice pair of those socks. <laughs> The, the elastic <laughs> is so perfect. What's the um, venue in Detroit with the with the shelter underneath? Um, small matter. No, not Smalls. I forget the name of it, but I got really good socks from there that I wear all the fucking time. Wait, you but... say it has a bowling alley underneath? No, not a bowling alley. That's that's Magic Stick or whatever. No, it's um St. Andrews Hall. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, very soft socks. Socks in general, man, like I like fucking I treat myself 
on most tours and just buy socks in bulk and then just have a new fresh it's new such a baller move like <laughs> it's such a stereotype that you know like as a kid getting socks for christmas is the worst present and then as an adult it's the best present but it's, Hell yeah. it's so true like if someone gave me socks as a gift that would instant in like that you're the best yeah, yeah. So that yeah. goes out to anybody listening. Like, bring bring people on tour. Socks. Yeah, gift just gift when socks I, when I, in general. When I first <laughs> when I first started with pairs, we thought we were like clever putting socks. Oh, to get drugs and like going to Europe. Yeah, but okay, but we heard that, and I like I don't know if it's ever true, but like that's the code. Is that like if you want coke or whatever? I can't tell if that's like an urban anywhere. legend or if it's real, but from what I've heard, people yeah. that do it actually get socks a lot of times well i've never gotten socks for drugs, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, i think there was one venue in like fucking switzerland and they got us like dress socks they didn't know what they got us like a couple pairs like, of, like really nice super socks. sweaty right. polyester ones very long like <laughs> socks and we were like all right well thanks you know, that's... I, I worked for a band that had the stickiest nuggets the local had to offer in, in the in the wording on the on the writer. And most of the time you get nothing, but occasionally you get chicken nuggets or weed. That's that's a clever one too. Yeah, Socks like or nuggets. Like <laughs> if it goes wrong, you're still not mad, you know. Yeah. Oh no, we got chicken nuggets. This like, is bummer. pretty cool. <laughs> I, won't, I won't name the band, but <laughs> I won't. I won't name the band, but um, band I work for, the drummer was like, I'll, I'll name like I, I, I made the mis- <laughs> I made the mistake of mentioning like, you know, some people get like the local newspaper on their writer, and then so he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. And then they put it on the writer, and we were in Europe, and uh, can't I don't we don't fucking speak German or Dutch or any of these fucking languages so we just have a bunch of newspapers that like we can't read and this was in like the 21st century like when the internet exists you can just look at the news yeah Yeah. Uh, it it sounds very wasteful i was like please don't do that and it's like no we're doing it and it's like okay well i don't know it wasn't that big of a deal but it was just like didn't think of that didn't think that one we one of our dudes put uh local milk on the rider in europe they wanted to try milk from every area. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you know, but you're not supposed to drink milk before you sing. Like, it's the worst possible thing. So, no, I did not do that. They just, it never got drank. We just had milk every day that we would throw away or give to somebody. That was the weirdest thing I think we've ever had on a rider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a thing. It's writers are, are in Europe, especially. It's like where, where you actually really get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, fucking, should we, maybe we'd like cut out the shit we don't need. I've, I've heard, I think it's between the bear to me that has something on the writer about like the worst $2 horror movie you can find at your local truck stop. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'd be down for that. But are, are they doing physical media then? Like, I mean, I heard this like a few years ago, so maybe it's just digital now. I don't know. Yeah, like send me a the fucking Tubi link to the worst <laughs> truck stop movie. 
Well, you know, this is all fun, but writers are no longer going to be a thing because when live music comes back, they're going to be like, everyone's going to be so desperate to play. They're going to be like, fuck you. You get literally yeah. nothing. You don't even get a beer ticket anymore. Yeah. You get water tickets. <laughs> you can only have something. You get, you get a pail for the pump out back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We what back. Right. After that very entertaining ad by your uh, expensive sponsor that you have, <laughs> yeah, yes. Fiji water this week, right? Yeah, Fiji yeah. water this week, and uh, next week Seven uh, Up actually. Actually, Liquid Death water next week because they'll just—they seem like they're just giving them to anybody. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Sponsored <laughs> by Liquid Death. I back that. I canned water is good. Like. Why don't we do that more? It's less wasteful and it doesn't taste any different. Like, no, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Liquid Death and all the things they're doing. And yeah, dude, like actually after Katrina, not to be all New Orleansy, Katrina, Nolans, <laughs> shut the fuck up. After Katrina, um, Anheuser Busch like canned a bunch of water and like everyone had it. Like that's all we were drinking for like months. It was really rad. That's all you drink on Warp Tour. I mean, R.I.P. Warp Tour, but yeah. The like fake monster that monster tour water. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like to fuck with kids and like pretend to shotgun monster water for fun. <laughs> oh, like man. He's gonna get so extreme he's gonna nose ground. <laughs> just shotgun that monster. Yeah. I just remember being younger and like watching bands on like Warp Tour in like oh three, just being like, How are they downing all that monster and then just playing? <laughs> Their heart rates must be <laughs> this, guy, this guys must be fucking insane. Yeah, uh, they, they, like, are... they must know all the X games. <laughs> <laughs> how many um how many warp tours did y'all do? I know at least one, right? Uh we did a full one and then I I have just like showed up for the Milwaukee date to do random stuff a few years also. The Milwaukee date, I think, is easily the best venue of all Warped Tours. Yeah. So close to it. That is built for this uh, festival in Milwaukee called Summerfest, where, like, like Lady Gaga will play it, stuff like that. And it's the weirdest thing. Like, no one outside of the Midwest has really heard of it, I don't think. No, I did did Summerfest when I worked with the supervillains. And it's like, we were on one stage where it was like, Steel Pulse with the supervillains. On another stage was against me with Silver Sun pickups. And I think the headliner on that big amphitheater was like Trisha Yearwood or something like that. Yeah. And then like Bob and Ke- Devo played that night somewhere. Here, like doing comedy. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. But do, do local Milwaukee people like it or are they kind of just like, because I mean, obviously Nick Woods uh, started Dumber Fest. Yeah. So they like an anti um, yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee people love it uh, mostly just to go drink there. Like, they'll pay the money or whatever just to stand around and drink and not really pay attention to these amazing bands that are performing around them. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Do people like to drink in uh, Wisconsin and or Milwaukee? Oh, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, um, man, I... I, th- I think in a weird way, Milwaukee and New Orleans are like sister cities. Sister or cities. Like, 
for real, like it, it is a it is a it is a thing of just generational. Uh, uh, how do I say this nicely? Um, productive alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, um, people are functioning alcoholics, and like it is socialized for that to be okay, basically. Yeah, so you, sounds amazing. Also, like something the first time I really like spent time in a Milwaukee bar, uh, like why the fuck, why the fuck do you do you guys drink those uh the, the like so many bombs, so many like bomb shots? Uh, I I don't know. I think it's to just like keep it going, keep yourself like, awake and conscious longer to abuse your liver more. Yeah. But, like. Am I wrong in saying that? Like, that's pretty common. Like, everyone's doing some type of, like, mixed shot, like, bomb thing. Yeah, those are very common in Milwaukee, for sure. Like, the bar you worked at, you'd be doing those all the time. Yeah, like, all night. That's, I just, man, like... What kind of bombs are your favorites? Uh, It's always just whatever energy the bar has. Like, whether it's a generic one or Red Bull or what. And then a dumb flavor of vodka like whatever the dumbest stupid shit that just came out is like candy cane swirl or whatever yeah cotton candy Mm -hmm. fluffer (laughs) i actually had i think it was yeah it was like 2011 i think the packers were in the super bowl and I was on tour in Wisconsin, and I think we played Milwaukee the day before the Super Bowl, and then had the next day off, and we watched oh the Super Bowl from, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings in just, like, some random town in Wisconsin, and it was so much fucking fun. Did you get those free shots flown? Uh, there, were, there were some kind of shots. I don't remember exactly. It's probably in, I... like, a tiny plastic shot glass, and it was some weird color. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, that and drinking and, and football. That's it's man. But I, I really, I really admire the Packers as like a team that doesn't have an owner. You know that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, publicly and, owned. Like it's the working class team. And that's why there's so many like people outside of Wisconsin that appreciate them. I think. Yeah, there's yeah. a Green Bay Packer bar in Orlando that every Sunday is like, well, during football season is like all Green Bay Packer fans. Hell yeah. yeah. The second coolest franchise behind the behind the New Orleans Saints. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, but b- because of the drinking culture, like, what is was there an all ages scene for you growing up, or like, is there now, or not now, but like in the before time? There definitely know? was in the nineties. Uh, like when I came up on punk rock, there were yeah, you know, people were throwing shows in like laundromats and like YMCA's and Legion Halls and wh- wherever you could, someone was throwing a show because it was just such a boom then. And so I always could find somewhere to see music when I was younger. And uh, that kind of faded away, like as the 90s ended. Mm-hmm. They, I think they more regulations got put in place and it ended up that if you wanted to serve alcohol, you could allow minors in. So uh, there's now almost exclusively 21 plus venues in Milwaukee. Wow, that sucks. And ex- yeah, that... except like a couple big ones that somehow have exceptions, like the Rave. You've probably been there, both of you. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. 
I definitely grew up going to shows there and they, they still have it going, but uh, there's not a lot of other places in Milwaukee that are doing it. Yeah. The, um, the rave and the whole, uh, I mean, what's the, what's the whole, it's like a complex of a place, right? Yeah. It's, it's multiple floors with multiple venues. There's an abandoned pool in the basement. That is really fun. It used to be a, uh, like a, a grand lodge thing or something or yeah it was like a Eagles club yeah a club that had a ballroom at the top and a gym at the bottom yeah yeah because i i've done a show there where after the show we went upstairs and there was like a, in the ballroom there was like some famous like mexican singer or something like that going on it was like huge yeah the the top is pretty big i, I can't think of what the capacity is but it's up there and I definitely have felt like I was going to fall through the floor, like jumping with a big crowd of people <laughs> at shows there. <laughs> Dude, one time, one time, uh, Paris went through there with uh, NoFX and TM Steve, NoFX's tour manager, was like, follow me. And we went all the way to the top and then onto the top of the top where like the like catwalk is. You went to the top the top? Yeah, the top top. It was, it was fucking creepy. Yeah. Creepy as shit. It's a wild building. Steve is a cool guy. Definitely. I miss yeah. that Recently sure. retired. Yeah. Congrats to him. Yeah. Sounds like he is achieving success in other realms. Probably a good time to retire. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have done it a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, no, no. Yeah. What, like, what, what, what do you, what do you think is going to happen as far as, because like we, we talk about that sometimes, like, obviously it's not gonna be a light switch of like okay we can do shows now yeah but um you know what i mean like what do you think is going to be the future for like a band like mass intruder you know i think it is really hard for bands that are kind of in the middle right now i think if you're if you're big enough you know you're kind of too big to fail and when things come back you can just come back if you're Mm -hmm. if you're small enough then you know, you're you're still doing the same stuff. You're still doing your hungry DIY stuff, and you're not as affected either. But like people in the middle, where it was kind of making them a living, that had to take such a break from it. I think it'll be hard to come back. Where people had to like move on and get other jobs or figure out yeah. other ways to exist. So I I think there'll be a big glut of like mid-level size bands a lot of holes to fill coming out of it yeah yeah i mean it's definitely going to be different because like you said like people could find other jobs and just you know be like i'm happy doing this and it's steady you know well i i think too it's like um you know there really aren't too many bands that tour year round completely they'll do you know a month a month here a month off whatever um, when it's safe to do it again, it's going to be everyone trying to do everything at the same time. Yeah, which is a lot of competition at once. So, yeah. It'll... Also, there's there, there might not be as much infrastructure as far as like venues. Um, you know, people's like crew guys, like their rate might not be as high because once again, there'll be so many people like desperate to work right now. So your old rate might not mean anything. Right in the new de- in the new world i mean it's 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 very scary and you know um 
know. It might yeah, be like the '90s again, where where there's just so many bands doing everything all the time, but just without money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it it's also. I mean, there's definitely. I think there'll definitely be like positives of it, where it's like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but locally in New Orleans, like to like throw a local show or like just any anything in general like you know it, it was becoming slightly uh slightly like pulling teeth to be able to fill, fill a room <laughs> and just get people out or support the scene or whatever you know um, yeah yeah and now it's like well guess what it's fucking gone so and i bet a lot of the people that weren't showing up were are like you know kicking themselves for not enjoying it when they could yeah, and we'll see what happens coming out of that. I mean, like, I I have done a lot of reading about when the Spanish flu happened, which it's really fucked up that it's called the Spanish flu, by the way, because it, yeah. it didn't originate there, but Spain was the only nation willing to report on it. And oh, shit. So that's why it's called the Spanish flu. So that's fucked up. Damn. But anyways, after that... Uh, that rolled right into the roaring 20s you know i think we're in for something like that where people just get really decadent and want to party really hard (laughs) yeah no i I, i've been saying that there will be a renaissance of some sort as far as like live music in general what Um, i'm hoping is that there is enough uh stimulus type stuff happening where people will be comfortable in their wages and whatnot. So they have like money to spend to go out and do things and aren't just piled under debt because of this. Uh, So hopefully things happen in the right direction and green new deal type stuff happens. And that will leave a lot of room for the arts to flourish. Definitely. Um, uh, you know, um, kind of off of that. Um, have you guys in Milwaukee like lost any iconic bars or venues or anything? Like, we just lost another one this weekend in New Orleans that is breaking my heart, and I'm curious how much that's happening elsewhere around the around the country. Yeah, their venues are closing all the time. Um, I Chicago got hit really hard. A lot of the mid-sized venues just couldn't do it and are done. Um. Yeah, it's like I can't even list all of them. It's most of them in Chicago. Yeah, it's such a fucking bummer. And I think that <clears throat> that's definitely going to be like challenging going forward. Is all these mid-sized bands like having places to play and yeah. how that's going to change everything? Exactly. Like the the triple rocks of the world are gone. Yeah. Well, we lost that before COVID, but that's <laughs> that easily one of my favorite venues in in the in the country that I've had the pleasure of going to many Definitely. times. Definitely. A lot of excellent memories there. Yeah. I always forget how close Milwaukee is to Chicago. Like, Yeah, it's like and you can get there in like an hour. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, that's closer than like Baton Rouge is to me. And I and I try not to go there unless I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's fucking... Um, how does it work though? Like, would people from Milwaukee go to Chicago or Chicago to Milwaukee, or does it just not really happen for shows? Like, oh yeah, people go back and forth all the time for sure. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a weird thing. Like, some people are like, 
people in San Francisco don't go to Oakland or vice versa. It's just like, no, that it's not far, but it's like, we just don't. People do it all the time, and you're definitely going to hear about it because uh, people in Chicago, when they come to Milwaukee, they're like, oh, everything's so cheap. This is amazing. Shots for everyone. And then when people from Milwaukee go to Chicago, they're like, this is so expensive. I am not. <laughs> I brought a flask. <laughs> Is there is there kind of like a feudy thing or war there between bands growing up? Um, I don't. Not that I recall. I'm sure there were like band dramas that happened, but uh, not that really like filtered down to me as a fan. Uh, sure. I know there there are definitely people that are like, you know, you want to wrap your own city and build your own city up. Uh, but I think like a rising tide. Uh lifts all ships you know like yeah if chicago's doing well milwaukee's doing well yeah yeah i i really i don't know it's it's um I, i've never went to milwaukee or chicago before i started touring and like it's really given me a love for the for the midwest not so much ohio <laughs> yeah i get where you're going with there with dante <laughs> that's that's the eastern no. midwest yeah, no, I'm, that was kind of a joke. I do like a lot of uh, Ohio. He's ma- he's making fun of me because I'm from Cincinnati. That's what he's doing. Ah, yeah. uh, I see. That's that's the stuff. Yeah, you, get, you have a hot right? salami in your hand right now. No, not currently. But after this podcast is done, probably. Okay, mail me one, please. <laughs> What's the Milwaukee food? Uh, booze. Cheese curds, fried cheese curds are big. Oh, that's great, oh, yeah. fried cheese curds are great. Uh, you know what? I really love. About- I really love driving through Wisconsin and all the kitschy fucking indoor water parks. And oh yeah, like giant structures of shit, like a giant moose or Sybaris pool suites. Cabin. Yeah, have you heard of those? The what? Sybaris no. pool suites. <laughs> no, it's they're like they're like couples hotel rooms that have a hot tub or a pool inside of them. You, you can oh. actually rent them hourly. I. Yeah, oh, they they have things like that down in Miami. When we were growing up, we called it syphilis pool soup. <laughs> so, so you would you would not you would not recommend? Uh, I mean, you know, there's chemicals that kill stuff. I think, right? Yeah, hopefully, it's probably safe. <laughs> I, I'm probably more likely to try it now than I was at any point in my youth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I did. I I stayed in like yeah, I lived in Montreal for a bit. Me and my ex like rented a really cheesy like heart shaped hotel room. Heart shaped like uh, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this crazy uh, YouTube video of these like dudes in Japan exploring like an abandoned one of those, but it was like on acid. It was like Whoa. this is the space room, and like the bed was a rocket ship and shit. Did you stay in that? It, uh that uh trailer um hotel or hostel in germany ever where the trailer there's themed trailers inside this big warehouse like there's a space one and a like a cowboy one and no i would never done that. I have no it's, clue that it's like in the middle of nowhere in germany i highly suggest it it's weird as hell that it was like amazing. part of a part of a venue or no, it's just a hostel. So you rent one trailer, and that's your room. And there's like big shared showers in the back. Damn! No, I wish. 
It's tight. That sounds fucking amazing. So here's a kind of softball question we usually ask. I should probably find a better way to say that instead of saying that every week. But um, yeah, you probably should. Do you have any, or you could just come up with some shit to say, Harmon? Um, yeah. Do you have any? <laughs> I don't know, kind of like crazy stories or like just fucked up shit or like you know. I thought the question fu- was, do you have? Have you ever done a show that's like not really a show? That too, you could do that. Have you ever like what's you were saying like laundry mats earlier? Um, uh, have you like, ever done like a weird, a weird massive show, shooter? Like, Probably the weirdest thing Massachusetts has done was the the kids' story hour at uh, Puzafest. Whoa, really? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the dudes played some acoustic songs. I had a tambourine, I think. Uh, I I colored with some kids while they <laughs> I let them draw tattoos on me. So that was like kind of a show but mostly not that was pretty weird but fun yeah <laughs> yeah do, do, do you think that you guys have like a pretty big like i don't know like i i went to um in the before time i went to well, one of the last shows i went to um no that's not true it doesn't matter fuck i went i saw the aquabats not that long like a year ago and um i was like there's so many fucking kids here like tiny little children is there a crossover with that, you think, for Mass Intruder? There's definitely a lot of kids at our shows, but it's, like, with the cool parents, you know, that mm-hmm. don't don't care about us swearing and my butt being shown and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I Everyone's guess. got them, folks, you know? Everyone's got them. Oh, I take it back. We were on tour with the Interrupters. They have a lot of kids in their crowd. And mm-hmm. there were some parents that were not enthused about my butt being shown. Did they say something to you or like bitch to you know, David? Uh, there was a lot of like the parents with their kids in the front row that were like very obviously waiting for the interrupters to play in the front row while we were on and uh, just would cover their kids' eyes when, <laughs> whenever I did anything, basically. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it it gets weird, I guess. Like you know, like them were they on the radio at this point? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I remember what Terry talked. Yeah, so like like the radio, Roger was talking about this with me. It's like the radio brings out like the people that wouldn't normally come out, and it's like the norms. Yeah, yeah. they might be like church people, but they just like the ska song on the radio. And, yeah, I I heard that tune. I came to your yeah. gig because I heard that tune. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any like crazy stories? Something that like is just sticks out as like one of the weirdest moments of your life. Tour. Uh, do you want my Carrie King story? No, yeah. but I want to. Carrie King player. <laughs> uh, it's tangentially related to him. So Small's Bar we brought up earlier in Michigan. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. All of their t-shirts for their bar are parody shirts. They have like a Ramones one and a Star Wars one. Mm. Uh, they have a Slayer one. That's the Rain and Blood cover, but it says Smalls instead of Slayer. I was wearing that shirt on tour in Texas. 
So we're loading in to the show and the promoter is like, he sees it. And he's like, Oh my God, that shirt. When the door girl gets here, you have to show her that shirt. I kind of forgot about it. Continued loading in. And then when the door girl shows up, it's this like super hot punk rock girl with blue hair. And I'm like, Oh man, he said to go talk to her about the shirt. I'm going to go do that. So I, I walk over, she's filling out her day sheet or whatever. And, uh, I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to show you this shirt. And she like barely looks up enough just to like roll her eyes harder than I've ever seen anyone roll their eyes. Like, <laughs> well, okay, that didn't go well. And just continued on with my day, played the show. And then afterwards when we were settling up, their promoter's like, hey, did you show her? Did you show her? I'm like, yeah, I showed her. She didn't give a fuck at all. She rolled her eyes. That's about it. He's like, eh, that makes sense. That's Carrie King's daughter. <laughs> uh, what the fuck ever, though? I so mean, he up he, he, the what? He, he set me up for failure. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it'd probably be pretty cool to be parodied that much, but I have no clue. I've never lived it. I mean, you're just, you're just Carrie King's daughter. Like, I mean, that's still pretty cool. Like, you're Carrie King's daughter. Like, I, I'm not. So just out there living her life. If yeah. somehow she hears this, uh, sorry, I wouldn't have done that had I known. <laughs> high, high five. I hope you're having a good life. Yeah. So anyway, what I want to know is, um, doing what you do as Officer Bradford. I know you do some like involvement with the crowd or like getting into the crowd or like do you have any injuries or any kind of like stories like that uh yeah um the last time we were in belgium i dislocated my pinky finger in the middle of our stock like kind of at the beginning of our set like when i first went into the crowd uh, i didn't notice it until the end of the song i looked down and my finger was like out sideways so i just (laughs) I went up to uh, somebody on stage and had them gaff tape it together. <laughs> Fuck. Shout out to gaff tape, by the way. Best tape on earth. Yeah, gaff yeah. tape is amazing. Good old, yeah. Life-saving. Uh, so now I have a weird pinky. It's it's not quite right. You can tell it's kind of fucked up, but, uh, you know. How do, how do you think it happened? Just, like, hitting the rail or something? Uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Dante, didn't you have to give like one guy somewhere in the UK like a bunch of free merch because I jumped and like landed on him and like broke his nose or something? Are you saying I did that? No, no, no I no, did that. Asking, oh, no, I okay. I'm like, I, I hope I didn't do that. <laughs> we, yeah, I don't. We, we were at like that. one of those like uh, colleges in the UK. That's like a college during the day, but like there's like a venue in it, like a, yeah, a youth hostile thing youth creative group no it was like a bigger thing than that yeah um it was at like a university yeah it was with like real big fish and well we can't remember it so i guess it doesn't matter yeah Harmon's definitely hurt himself as the as the evocate a couple times yeah i got dropped in new york and i had to go to that like i think the next day we're in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania and i just had to go to like some clinic and be like why does my back hurt so bad I uh, I chipped my shin on a guardrail once. Ugh. Yeah, like uh, flaked off a piece of bone in there. Yeah, I have like cool. 
I have a little chunk mis- missing in my shin from, uh, I think it was Top Cats in Cincinnati. I was coming back on and they dropped me and my shin just slammed into like the front corner of the stage. <laughs> I have a hole in my elbow. I, I'd make you feel it <laughs> if we were in the same room. Make people cringe. Yeah. Man, uh, red, crowd surfing is safe. Red uh, dislocated his shoulder on uh or broke his collarbone. He broke his collarbone when we were on warp tour. So like he played with a broken collarbone for the last, I don't know, week or two. Holy fuck. Yeah. Did, that was like he had, he had a strap on. Like no, it's not a strap on, like a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> like a guitar strap. <laughs> Uh, Wait, on, the, on, on the collar that was broken. Red, red, the drummer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. So he, what he did was he reversed his setup and put the snare like super close to his hand, so he could kind of just lift his wrist up to do the snare hit. <gasps> Shit! Jesus. But he made yeah. it work. What a trooper! Yeah. Um. Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Can I plug something? Yeah, well, we, we did at the end, but absolutely. Actually, I wanted to, before you do that, you do a lot of things. You did a calendar, you did a marathon. Yeah, that was I'm the thing I was going to plug. Thing like that. Yeah, we'd love to talk about that. Please talk about those experiences. Yeah, I so basically with nothing going on right now for me, I took it as an opportunity to do a lot of charity work. So I... I ran a 10K on live stream and raised a bunch of money over the summer. Then I, awesome. I biked a thousand miles in a month and raised Jeez. money then. That was September. And uh, in October, released the third Bradford calendar. So that is ongoing currently. You can get it at stupidradmerch.com slash Bradford. And proceeds go to Planned Parenthood and Black Lives Matter. Awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that shit. What was, um, yeah, damn, you're just kicking ass all around physically. Like, what was more fun for you, the biking or the marathon? Uh, the marathon was more fun because it was over. Like, the biking was five hours a day, every day for like a month, basically. Yeah. A few days off here and there, but I was working real hard like every day for a month. That was intense. Yeah. You like do you have any goals of doing like triathlons or anything like that? I mean, I'm I'm just going to keep doing this until I can't, you know. If yeah. yeah. I'm sure eventually that will result in a triathlon. Fuck yeah. I'll have to figure out a way to make it dumb and funny though. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You, you you seem to be pretty good at figuring that out. It, it's awesome. my main talent. <laughs> yeah dude i like met your parents once and uh i couldn't tell you where they came to like some pair show it was pairs and direct hit at like some diy spot i think nick's brother worked there or something grog something? uh grog shop no yeah. that's in uh that's in ohio Cleveland. Uh, yeah i know what you're talking Bog- about borgward the funeral home yeah. place yeah i met your parents and First off, very sexy people. First off, hell yeah. Second off, I'll take they were so stoked. <laughs> they were so like so stoked on just like what you're doing. You're like, yeah, he's fucking, he's a mascot guy. We love it. Yeah, I'm I'm their easiest child because I 
just decide what I'm going to do and do it and don't bother them with any of the details. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they can like, that- choose to engage in that and come to a show and enjoy it. And if they, if they were to not come, then they would not hear anything about it. I don't ask them for money. I, I make my own way. So, uh, yeah, they're really stoked. Hell yeah. Yeah. Man, and, like, here I am, like, you know, my dad just has no fucking clue, nor does he want to, nor does he, he'll, nor will he ever accept it. And now I don't even have that. So, sorry. Are you talking quietly so your dad doesn't hear you? Yeah, I'm at, I am at my dad's house right now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I don't <think> that. <laughs> the what? I said, hi, Dante's dad. It's Don, Dante oh, no. Sr. His name actually is also Dante. Uh, I'm I'm a junior also. I'm my dad is Jackson as well. I, I don't have the same middle name, so I'm not a junior. And actually, my grandpa's same name, uh, first name. But yeah, it's uh, you just come from like name. really uncreative stock. They pick one name and go with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very proud of my name, actually. But whatever. At least I don't have two first names. <laughs> I, I think I have all last names. Actually, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, you you finished the joke for me. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know. You got anything, Harmon? Am I supposed to have anything? You, I mean, you could. You guys eat any good fast food lately? I had a, I had a double cheeseburger from Burger King today. That was all right. They, uh, I'm a big. There's this new thing at Taco Bell. It's uh, the gordita, but it's uh, like toasted with cheese on the outside. It's pretty tight. I back it. Ah, uh, it sounds really good. I'm gonna have to write that down with my notes here. I haven't had Taco Bell in a minute. I had um, Taco Bell, not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Breakfast burritos. That's ketchup. One one thing I miss about touring is like it being more acceptable to just eat fast food all the time. Now it's a life choice that I'm making. (laughs) It seems like you're doing all right with the, with the biking and the, I'm making up for it right now. One cancels the other out. It's fine. So I just even out overall. What's your favorite fast food um, internationally? Um, Or like, it's, it's super pedestrian sounding, but I love trying the McDonald's offerings around the world. Me too. They're just great. They're way better. Like the McCroquette in the Netherlands. Y'all fuck with that? No, I haven't had I that. I feel like I have. You know what yeah. a croquette is? It's like potatoes and sauce, like deep fried yeah. in a ball. Mm-hmm. Breakfast yeah. food. Potato ball. Yeah, it's a croquette with cool sauce on a bun, and that's it. It's awesome. It's so good. I, w- I went to this Taco Bell in the Netherlands, and they had, like, a quesadilla that was, like, uh, essentially, like, fried chicken nuggets on a quesadilla, on a Taco Bell quesadilla. And it was absolutely amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. Best food across the world. What, Dante? German, German, German McDonald's used to have a thing called, the first time I went over there, it was, like, a McRosty. And it was, like, a burger with um, ham as well as bacon. And then... Yeah, um, like a fucking like the the, the hash browns 
from the morning from breakfast, like on top of it. And then the bun was nice. like, really weird to have like dried onions on it. It was delicious. Um, I was going to say, though, Canadian A&W is actually fucking insane. A&W, they have like a barbecue burger with it's like onion straws on it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, you you can fuck with the whole burger family. It, it's great. I back it. Also, also I don't understand what, why we can't have A&W like that over here, though. There's, like, a, there's A&W's Canada. in Florida. No, it's not they're, the same. Not as like, good. I don't even think it's the same company. It's, it's like, definitely not the same. Uh, burger King in Europe is way better as well. Yeah, it is. I'm yeah. sorry to poo-poo your double cheeseburger you had earlier, but European burger. No, it was just it was just it was just out of convenience. It was across from the other place I had to go today. They got that sweet and then sauce. Oh, Australia, they call it Happy Jacks or Hungry Jacks, yeah. or something. So you know the the BK Lounge. It was there. It's the HJ Lounge. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, to wrap up our uh, Stop, conversation so on fast food around the world. The what? <laughs> so glad for a huge at the HJ Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. Or wait, they say H, don't they? H? I don't know. I don't, wow. I don't like the Z stuff. Like, just say Z. It, the U.S. is the only place that says Z. I don't care. We're also the only place that uses uh the imperial system. That's true. And, you know? The UK doesn't even anymore. Yeah. Well, on that note, we are running out of time, so we should wrap things up. So, Jackson, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else you want to plug again or for the first time before you go? Uh, stupidradmerch.com slash Bradford for calendars. And then also, uh, yeah, let's make the metric system universal. Yeah, I like that too. Metric system universal. All right. I don't Don- want to learn new things. I'm not really for it. No, you can learn new things, Dante. I believe in you. I think you're smart enough and you're a good enough guy. You can figure this out. You're three, Great, you're three meters tall. There you go. Exactly. That doesn't sound as good as being six foot three. Anyway, uh, Bradford, thank you for doing this, man. Um, hope you're doing well and shit. And fucking, um, we're very much looking forward to touring with you. In June or whatever, oh, yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. Was. Back like, back in say. May when that was supposed to happen. Yeah. We're we'll we'll do it in the future. We'll make it happen. Hopefully, yeah, that'll be awesome. I will I see you see on the road again, my friend. Yeah, we'll I see. So. We'll see you soon. Hopefully, uh, our uh, socials at Torpass Podcast on Gmail and or not not Gmail on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at torpasspodcast at gmail or send us a message on the Anchor app. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Jackson. And um, thank you, everyone listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you, Jackson. Kisses.